adoration. Did anybody come to praise God today? You know, God's word says, let the high praises of God be in our mouth and a two-edged sword in our hand that we might execute judgment upon the heathen and punish wickedness. Listen, that's a big, tall order. Praise and worship is not a warm-up to the service. We're here to do business for the king today. Somebody, come on, somebody shout amen. Come on, stand to your feet with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We welcome our online audience today. They're not just people. They are part of our church. Would you put your hands together and thank them for joining us today? Father God, we thank you that we're standing in one of the hot pockets in the kingdom today. Thank you, God, that this is a portal of God, that this is a place where you not only pour into us, but what you pour into us, we can pour out to the world. God, we thank you that there's change coming in the city of Nashville, Tennessee, that our influence and our authority in the kingdom of God is great. We give you great praise for who you are. From everlasting to everlasting, you are God, and you're God alone, and there's nobody like you. So we lift our voice today in celebration of who you are as we praise the name of Jesus. Come on, let's praise him together.
Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, we worship you today, Father.
lift your hands in this place and just say thank you Jesus can you give them a wave offering today Lord for all of your goodness Lord your signs and wonders and miracles that you perform we say thank you hallelujah hallelujah come on I just feel the Holy Ghost in this place somebody enter in come on Jesus is here Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When I'm worried about tomorrow, I won't be overwhelmed. And the burdens that I carry, I'll choose to lay them down. What I learned about your faith. Your mercy and your grace As they go on forever They're sufficient for today
sufficient for today. Come on, are you grateful? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We worship, we worship, we worship. You're great and greatly to be praised. Oh, you're great and greatly to be praised. God, you never failed us. Come on, church. You
Amen. God is so good. I feel his presence in this house today. There's nothing like the sweet presence of the Lord. You can, you can be seated for a moment. I was, um, I was, I went to read my Bible this week and in my Bible reading, I was in second Kings. And so I begin to, to, to read through and I, I get to the story of, of Josiah and Josiah gets the, the book of the law and he begins to read it and he gets this zeal for this, for the Lord. And it had been a while since there had been really a zeal for the Lord and, and Jerusalem. And he starts going out after reading the book of the law and he's tearing down the, the high places and the Asherah poles. He's cutting them down. He's burning them. And he's tearing down the high places and the idols and all of these things. And he gets to Bethel. And there is an altar in, in Bethel, a pagan altar. And so he says to his men, he looks in the hills and he sees all of these tombs and he says, go and get me the bones from these tombs and we will burn them on this altar and we will defile it so it can never be used again. And so they grab the bones from the altar and they burn them on there. And then he turns and he says, uh, in 2 Kings 23, 17, he says, what is this monument I see? The men of the city told him, it is the tomb of the man of God who came from Judah and proclaimed these things that you have done at the altar of Bethel this day. And so I said, I said, what are they talking about? So I went back and I had to go back into first Kings. And I find that 300 years earlier, a man of God had went up to Bethel and he comes and he finds King Jeroboam enacting great wickedness on this altar. And he begins to prophesy the word of the Lord about King Josiah that God would raise up a man of God and he would tear down the high places and break these altars and it took 300 years between when the word of the Lord was given and when it came to pass and I felt like the Lord began to speak to me and he said that there have been many who have come and given great words and great prophecies but their eyes never saw them come to pass that they, that they went down into the grave never seeing the word of the Lord that they had given come to pass. And I felt like the Lord said, this is the season that God is bringing the word of the Lord that these men and women and past generations have given, that this is a season that they will come to pass. And I begin to search and I begin to look and I found in Acts chapter two, and this is the prophet Joel saying, and he says, it will be in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all humanity, that your sons and your daughters will prophesy your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. Now that prophecy has gone many, many centuries and it has not been fulfilled, but ours is a generation that will see it come to pass. Amen. And then I begin to remember, I think mom has told it from the stage before, but I, I remember her, her telling me that in the parking lot that we're going to, it's, it's under the bridge where our building is, but just on the opposite side, there used to be a church there called Living to Go, pastored by uh, brother Baggett and he was this powerful man of God and in, in a restaurant in the same parking lot he, he stood up and the spirit of the Lord came upon him and he said I see the fire of God I see the glory of God descending on this place and even though his eyes did not get to see it God's word does not return unto him void and I believe God is moving us there for that purpose to bring his word to come to pass 
and that we will see the glory of God poured out. We will see the fire of God, but not just our eyes, this whole generation. And so I just want to encourage you that the, if you were to, to walk the field and put your hands in the soil, you would feel so much seed, not just that you have planted, but so many generations that have gone before you. And, and this is a season that we will bring it forth to harvest. God is so good. If you want to stand to your feet, we'll say our offering declaration together. Because I am a tither and a giver, the windows of heaven are open to me, and God rebukes the devourer for my sake. I am blessed financially and receive a blessing that I cannot contain. I choose to sow cheerfully and bountifully, knowing I will reap bountifully. He makes me the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. The blessings of God are chasing me and overtaking me. Because God loves to see me prosper, I am believing him for advancements, God ideas, blessings and increases, financial freedom and breakthroughs. Amen. Ushers, you may serve the people. And if nobody's told you they love you today, let me be the first. I love you. They love to do that to me. If no one's told you they love you today, let me be second. <laughs> uh, so don't anybody get scared. Don't get anybody get up and walk out. I am not preaching today. So uh, I just want to find out. I got so many things uh, to talk to you about today. Just so many wonderful things. But I want to just find out where some folks are from today. Pastor Kent and I, I'm ashamed to tell this, we went yesterday to the grocery store yesterday evening. We had not showered. I was smelling like a turtle. I'm not kidding you. And walked, about to walk into the grocery store and some wonderful people stopped and said, Oh, we're here from Indiana to come to your church tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I look awful. So anyway, I want you to stand up. Indiana, God bless you. We're glad you're here. You've seen the real me. <laughs> we're excited that you're here. We love you guys so much. So anybody else? Do I have any other people from out of state? Michigan, stand up, Michigan. God bless you. We're honored to have you. Where in Michigan? Huh? The, the mitten, the thumb. Okay, well, God bless you. We're welcome. We're, we're, we're glad to have you here. So, ma'am, right here. Texas, stand up, Texas. Let us welcome all of Texas. Wow. Are you guys together? Are you guys together? No, the young guy, where in Texas? Are you, you're from Texas too. Well, welcome Texas. Amen. We're honored to have you. Anybody else? Georgia, stand up. Let us welcome Georgia. God bless you. Alabama, stand up, Alabama. You're from Alabama. Okay, where are you from? Nevada, not Alabama. What? She said close. Okay, stand up. Let us welcome Nevada. Glad you're here. Uh, who? Anybody else? 
Florida. Stand up, Florida. Let us welcome you. Honored to have you. God bless you. Anybody else from out of state? Yes. Washington State. Stand up. Let us welcome you. God bless you. Uh, and are you from Washington State too? Are y'all together? Well, let me introduce you. Uh, no. <laughs> Glad you're here. God bless you. Uh, anybody else? Buffalo, New York. God bless you. We welcome you to Nashville. God bless you. Anybody else? Missouri. Stand up, Missouri. Show me. There you are. God bless you. Anybody else? Okay, good, because I got so much fun stuff to tell you. So uh, we just want to welcome all of our visitors, even if you're from um, the Nashville, Tennessee area. We just welcome you, and we welcome our online family. God bless you. So, yes. <laughs> so, uh, okay, first of all, I want to tell you, do you remember that January was Miracle Month? We went into January needing miracles and this church needed a miracle because remember this we we were pressed to find a church home and so God has done so many glorious miracles for so many individually but he's done one for this church family in that he gave us a property and so I want to give you an update on our um, our new home and our region family. So uh, the updates will come fast and furious. There's lots of things going on. So I want you just to make a note of this um, website. It's called miracle.regionnashville.org. Okay, I'm going to say it one more time. miracle.regionnashville.org. Nashville.org. And so you can take a virtual walk through the building and you can see the progress and the update. And it's, it's just going to be amazing. But here's another miracle that God has done. Um, we weren't supposed to close on that building for, for I don't know, another, do, do you know when the closing was? May the 11th. But the Lord has given us such favor with Five Star Bank that they have given us a letter stating that the bank has approved the loan for the purchase of 709 Rivergate Parkway, Goodlettsville, Tennessee, and all loan conditions have been met. And so now we are closing on our new building, April the 11th. Is God good? Isn't that amazing? We, we are just so, uh, we just stand in awe of God's goodness. And so we're closing actually a month early. So how many of you remember what Pastor Kent preached last Sunday? He preached, he preached on the um, Alpha Generation. Do you remember that? There has been a cry. I'm just going to pause here and say, there has been a cry out of my spirit that God would reveal himself to this generation. People, I, I wanted to say children, but children are confused. Adults are confused. Everybody is confused. Who is the author of confusion? It is Satan. Satan is the author of confusion. But I want you to know that Jesus Christ is reaching for this generation. Do you believe that? 
So Pastor Kent prophesied last week, and he said, in the next seven days, God is going to do something for, for this generation. He said he's going to do something to deal a blow to darkness. Do you believe that? Did, did you hear? You remember that? Okay. So I want to show you. A lady in our church sent this to me. Uh, it says, a divided house on Friday. Now, we're talking about the alpha generation. A divided house on Friday approved legislation that would mandate that schools make library ca catalogs and curriculum public. And that they obtain consent before honoring a student's request to change their gender identifying pronouns. To ensure the rights of parents are honored and protected in the nation's public schools. Sending a child to public school does not determine or terminate parental rights at the door. It gives back power to the parents. Now, I just want to tie up this little knot because the Lord spoke through Pastor Kent last week and he said, the Lord said he's going to deal a blow to the darkness, to the enemy. Is that what he said? So I want to just read this quote to you. This was in the New York Times. And it says, today was a win for every mother, every father, but most importantly for every student in America. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said after the vote, this is a win and a change for America. Can you give the Lord some praise? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! God is good! God is good! Now, don't sit down because you're going to get right back up. I just know it. I just feel it in my spirit, okay? Remember we turn to the north and the south and the east and the west. You remember that? While we were doing that, and Pastor Kent was prophesying over the Alpha generation, 15 children got saved in children's ministry last Sunday. tell you this this um and then i'm gonna share one more fun thing isn't god so good don't you love him church god is so good but i wanted to tell you i forgot to tell you this when we were talking about the building this is real important because on the 11th of april when we close on that building we're going to meet in the parking lot of 709 Rivergate Parkway and we're gonna have a Holy Ghost celebration in the parking lot and we're gonna eat cake so this is the last thing I want to tell you uh, we have some wonderful 
guests that I want to introduce, but this, I, I, I just felt like this, I, have, I had a lot to share with you today, and I hope you don't mind, but this email came in, the, uh, came in this week to the office and said, I wanted to share my miracle with Pastor Kent and Candy. It was July of 2022 when I drove out and received prayer from Pastor Kent. If you replay the video, and he sent a screenshot of the video and a link. He said, if you replay the video, he specifically asked for healing over my back and my heart. He said, healing over my heart and healing from aortic stenosis. I've had multiple scans over the years, 20 plus scans, that we discussed the mild to moderate aortic stenosis and its progression. My ex-wife actually is a professional cardiac stenographer and has an incredible skill set in this. She personally has witnessed this today as, as it was the first time I was scanned since being prayed for by Pastor Kent. Today, she said, Chuck, everything looks pretty normal for your age. However, there is no aortic stenosis. None. None. The last thing he said, I just want to share. He said, my back pain has also changed, and I am not crippled anymore. Isn't God good? I tell you what, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if you came needing a miracle in your body, today is the day for your miracle. The Holy Spirit is in this place to change your life and to rock your world. Do you believe that? Amen. All right, well, without further ado, I want to introduce some of our dearest friends. Uh, they're here to sing a couple of songs for us today. They are members of Regeneration Nashville, and I want you to make welcome Jaron Davis and Kindred Souls. Let's go. 
that's a heavenly sound right there, isn't it? Jaron wrote that song, and uh, actually the Holy Ghost wrote that song. Amen. Powerful, powerful song. Um, I trust everybody's had a good week, ready for church. Amen. Amen. Um, you know, over the last <clears throat> couple of years, the Lord has spoken prophetically that he was going to begin to reach into Hollywood and take some of their biggest voices and save them. And um, I was with Steve and Terry. We were having lunch, and he showed this to me. But uh, Jim Carrey just got saved. Just <clears throat> I watched his testimony online talking about the blood of Jesus and the grace of Jesus and the mercy of Jesus and how he had had problems and God's turning his life around. We have no idea of what, we're, what we are stepping over into. How many can sense that God has got his hand on you? Hallelujah. That he's orchestrated. And, and you didn't know it when God told you to move here, that he was positioning you for something that was powerful in the kingdom of the Lord. <clears throat> and so today, I, uh, God really just put this in my spirit. I, years ago, I, I actually preached on this subject, but it's... God has refreshed it in me, and I'm going to begin to read out of the book of Joel, um, chapter 2, and <clears throat> verse 15. You know, Jesus is in the house, and uh, I know we stand a lot, but if there's anybody you need to stand for, it's Jesus today. I want you to stand for the reading of the Word. We don't, we forget, but there are nations that don't get to have this. This book is outlawed. And here we, today, we get to stand in peace in the presence of God. Verse 15, blow the trumpet in Zion. Sanctify a fast. Call a solemn assembly. Gather the people. Sanctify the congregation. Assemble the elders, gather the children and them that suck the breasts. Let the bridegroom go forth out of his chamber and the bride out of her closet. That means something, there's a uniting getting ready to take place. Let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar and let them say, spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thy heritage to reproach that the heathens should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, where is their God? Then will the land be jealous, or the Lord be jealous for his land, and he will pity his people. Yea, the Lord will answer and say unto his people, Behold, I'm going to send you the corn, the wine, the oil, and ye shall be satisfied therewith. I will no more make you a reproach among the heathen, but I will remove far off from you the northern army. I will drive him into a land that's barren, desolate, with his face towards the east sea and his hinder part towards the utmost sea. His stink shall come up and his ill savor shall come up because he hath done great things. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. <clears throat> God bless you. You can be seated. 
we are rapidly ending the end of this age. And it is going to be a militant church that's going to win strategic battles for the Lord. This church will never be accused of casualness. This church will be bloody with the blood of the enemy on her garments of war. Hallelujah. And this church will walk out in triumphant. God himself is looking down on the earth to see if there are any who understand the times like the men of Issachar did in which we are in. And we will seek his face to intervene into the affairs of man. This is not a God-only show, but God is looking for men and women that will join in the vision and will look down and get a hold of God. God's vision and burden for a lost world. For God is not standing detached and unfeeling from this generation, but the heart of God bleeds today for the cry of the lost, the wounded and the bruised, that there would be a people that would stand up and say, Oh Lord, send us. God is looking down in this hour for weepers and warriors intercessors, battle veterans, that is going to be the bottom line of redemption. God told the prophet Jeremiah that he would spare the city for just one soul. He told Abraham, I will spare Sodom and Gomorrah of those wicked cities whose stenches come up into my nostrils for a handful of righteous men and women. Don't tell me that righteousness is outdated for righteousness is that which moves the heart of God. It is the currency of glory and it is the salvation of the church you and I can no longer treat casually that which is important to God if Christ would declare I am anointed for the bruised, the broken, the poor, the captive, and the blind. Is that not yet the mandate that God would put on the church in this hour? The Lord told Isaiah, I have set watchmen on the walls of Zion, the church, intercessors and warriors who will not hold their peace and who will give me no rest day nor night until I become the praise of men in the earth. What I am doing in this hour is changing the DNA of my body, says the Lord. This is more than scholarly content or delivering sermons with great perfection or wielding great swords or theology or men with charisma who only move the emotions of the crowd. No, this is men and women that know how to weep and then charge the gates of hell with great faith and the redemptive power of the Holy Ghost that will change this generation 
men. God this hour is not looking for fair-haired men and women who only want to come when it's convenient, but he's looking for a glorious church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish who will stand in the gap and get a hold of the cross with one hand and the unsaved with the other and pull them together until the blood sanctifies them and sets them free by the power of the Lord. This great message of redemption that you and I have will only be intellectual and academic until it has the blood gut-wrenching prayers and tears and the power and the demonstration of the Spirit. No longer will we only have a form of the gospel but deny the power thereof. Those who love the gospel but few very seldom share it. I would take an interlude this moment to tell you that dog called me the other day and he said, Pastor Kent, you said people would get up in restaurants and pray and the Holy Ghost and move. He said, I got up in a restaurant, said, hi, I'm Dog the Bounty Hunter, and I want to pray over you. He said, I stood up, and he said, they all stood up. He said, I began to pray over their food and ask God to give them a great day. So when I got done praying, they all began to clap their hands, and the atmosphere was changed. That is the power of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. If the apostle Paul could say, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. We need a generation of men and women who are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ or to declare hallelujah that we stand for the righteousness and the power of the Holy Ghost. For the gospel is more than a doctrine. It is a divine revelation of Jesus. Christ the first and the last it is the mystery of the ages revealed to the church and given to the world you will never lock eyes with another human being that Jesus Christ does not love he crossed the stormy sea to set one demon possessed man free he went out of his way to Samaria to minister to one prostitute till we have that kind of all-consuming passion the world will continue to slip into hell when our convenience trumps the need of the loss we have then become tinkling cymbal sounding brass when the church lost her passion for the loss, prayer meetings died. Revival services disappeared. Fasting stopped. Our preachers lost their anointing and became motivational speakers. And now we are paying the price with the souls of this generation who do not even know who they are genetically. 
In a time when the church influenced the nation, God was defined by individuals receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Demons were cast out in the sanctuary of the Most High, and there was great hunger for the presence of the Lord. It didn't matter what we look like, sound like, but there was an apostolic thread of heaven that began to weave through the garments of praise until we were robbed with the glory of God. And the world said, give us some of that. Today, a successful church is defined by the size of the congregation and the price of the building. But in spite of what it may look like in the natural, the Word of God still declares there will be a glorious and powerful church in the last days. Never has any generation had more possibilities to advance the kingdom of God. For you and I, there are no boundaries today that the church does not have in the God-given authority to cross over. The gates of hell are powerless to stop you and I and the advancement of the kingdom of God. With evil controlling politics, the media, social electronics. The gates of hell still cannot prevail against our family, our peace, our health, as long as the authority of the Holy Ghost rules in our lives. When I look at you today, I cannot bow down to the theory that America is done with God. I cannot accept the declaration that nobody wants Pentecost anymore. But today, hallelujah, I look at an apostolic, blood-bought, Holy Ghost, word-washed church that has told God, doesn't matter what it costs, how much we got to give. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Can I tell you, there is a beckoning response from heaven to you today that God said, I'm on my way. I am on my way. I am on my way. The bridegroom has come out of the house of the Lord and the bride has come out of the closet and there is a uniting of the glorious uniting of the bride of Christ. We are pregnant with the purpose and the anointing of the Lord. It may look at times like the devil has won. We may experience some temporary setbacks. But when the final paragraph has been written about the church and the last days, it will declare simply, and Jesus Christ prevailed. Never. 
has the church had more talent, money, internet exposure, information, ability, and education than she has right now. And yet all of that is worthless unless the anointing of God is upon it and righteousness runs through the veins of the body of Christ until we fully realize that the only answer for this lost and dying generation is not voting booths, it's not social media, but it is Jesus Christ and Him crucified, we are going to continue to fail. It does not matter how many people sit in our buildings in this realm. It matters how many souls do we pull out of the fires of hell and cause them to walk into the glorious presence of the Almighty God. Can I tell you that I sense in my spirit that there is inherent in so many of you right now that there has been something that has been dormant and the Holy Ghost says I'm breathing on you right now that there are some gifts in you that had you had when you were children that your enemy suppressed your parents said no you got waylaid and sidetracked by sin but God said I am reviving and redeeming the gifts and the anointing of God that is upon you and out of your belly it's going to begin to flow rivers of living water and you are going to rise up in victory by the power of the Lord. Men today think addiction to opioids, confusion of sexual identity, mass shootings, mental health issues, depression is our enemy. But in reality, they are only the symptoms of a nation who has lost her way and forsaken her God. Today, hell has unleashed every demon against mankind. And the only answer to that dilemma is not counseling, but a praying church. Only the power of Jesus Christ coursing through your veins of a praying church will change a nation and restore her hope. And I have good news. This nation is in the middle of change. So I was sitting on that front row. The Lord began to speak to me. He said, I am now taking you as a church into new territories that you've never been. We are not going in circles. We're not in the wilderness. But as soon as God said, we are now standing in Canaan land, that means we are standing in land that the enemy is violating. But in the court of heaven, that land is deeded to the church and not the Philistines. 
So even though the Philistines looked at them as intruders, God looked at the Philistines and the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Pezzarites and the Jebusites as intruders. And the Lord said, I'm going to go before you and drive out your enemies. It does not matter. We for a moment thought we were going to change the world by a voting booth or a man. But God said, this is so much bigger than the natural realm. Lord said that there is harvest coming up. But he said, the reason I brought a Joshua and a Caleb into this land is because they were seed from another time when the promise was given. They were the seed of the promise. So the Lord said, I brought Joshua and Caleb into the land of Canaan, and I have planted Caleb at Hebron, which meant, hallelujah, fellowship with God. And I've stuck Joshua to lead my people into their inheritance. I'm declared to you by the Holy Ghost that God kept some old ones like me alive for this hour to declare to this young generation great is the Lord and greatly to be praised that you're going to get back everything the enemy stole the canker worm, the palmer worm, the caterpillar and the locust God said I'm going to make hell give it back to you seven times with interest The early church changed their world and prevailed simply because they cared more for Christ than comfort. Had all things in common, daily broke bread and pursued God, and were not only willing to die for the gospel, did. The men and women who created the New Testament through faith were weepers and warriors for the kingdom of God. It was intercessory warriors whose very shadow healed people, raised a 12-year-old girl from the dead, cast out demons. These are not historical Christians but they're weepers and warriors who were making history, exposing the counterfeit church and turning the world upside down. There is a civil war right now in the earth, not between good and evil, but within the church, between the lukewarm and the apostolic that is hungry for the glory of God. The greatest enemy that the church will ever encounter is not demons in the outside world, but it is from within the religious ranks of the Jezebel-led men and women who want to control the Spirit of God and the Word of God that fleece the sheep, that preach for filthy lucre, and yet do not lead the life of righteousness in their own house. If our only badge of success is remembering what our previous generations have accomplished, then we've already lost our power and our purpose. If our post, our past is greater than 
in our future than we've already lost. I thank God for this book. Hallelujah. I thank God for J.T. or G.T. Whitford and Marcus and, and all of these other great men for all of the word that they preach. But can I tell you, we must exceed them. Didn't I not say, saith the Lord, except your righteousness exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees? There is a clarion call to you today. And God's saying, come up higher. Come up higher. Do I have some men and women in this building that will tell God, I will weep and I will war until I see the tides of hell turn back and the apostolic glory of the Lord released upon the church of the Most High. When the church has the world's respect, money, success, and praise, she won't have their souls. When we love the praises of men more than the praises of God, we lose our power. If the church can function successfully without prayer, fasting, and the presence of the Lord, she is then only a successful business with a religious flavor. It isn't technique or systems that will enable the church to win the loss, but as weepers, intercessors, warriors. And if the formula isn't in the Bible, there isn't one. This is not outdated. It's not out of step. This book will mesmerize a five-year-old child with the story of David and the giant. And yet will make a CEO weep in his office as he sees the beauty of Christ in the pages of the book. It will cause a literary genius to declare that the book of Genesis is the greatest literary book ever written. It will cause scientists to declare that contrary to what we have been taught, we have found that the greatest conclusion and the backing up of science is in this book. Hallelujah. No wonder if they burned it, buried it, and outlawed it. But it's still the number one selling book in the history of mankind. Why? Because you can't kill blood. And from the book of Genesis to the book and the last chapter of Revelation, there is a beautiful river of the blood that will never, never, never lose its power. It reaches to the highest mountains and it flows to the lowest valleys. What is it? This is not just pages. It's not parchment, but it is the very incarnate Word of God that declares the Word of God liveth and abideth forever. Heaven shall pass away, but the Word of God cannot be bound.
No wonder hell hates it. It's outlawed in our schools. But while it's outlawed in the natural realm, every demon still has known what it says. They can memorize it from cover to cover and knows that greater is he that is in me and you than he that is in the world. No wonder the Catholic Church didn't want their parishioners uh, to read the Bible. No wonder they tried to kill Wycliffe uh, when he translated it. Because hell knew uh, if I ever get me an army of men uh, that know how to read the Bible, I am in trouble. Uh, well, today I got news for them uh, at Regeneration Nashville. Hallelujah. We got a hold uh, of the Word of God uh, that declares uh, we are winners in the kingdom of the Lord. Two prerequisites for ministry are vision and power. But both are only sustained by prayer. Give me an uneducated man that finishes sixth grade with anointing over any man who has a Ph.D., but has never met Jesus, his Savior, face to face. There isn't any other activity that God is committed to like prayer. It is the greatest force in the earth. When warriors pray, hell weeps. Hallelujah. When Christians pray, demons are tormented. When a church prays, the DNA of our city changes. Hallelujah. When mom and dads turn off the television and seek the face of God, God turns off the powers of darkness and brings children into the kingdom of the Lord. Make God change our hearts that we will care more about Nineveh and the thousands in it that are going to hell than a temporary vine that died. More for souls than our ego, our talents, and personal ambition. God wants you to be successful. God wants you to be blessed. But can I tell you, the personal blessings that you and I enjoy today are only temporary because when we cross over into that next great world to come, we won't take anything with us. Man was born into sin and shaped in iniquity, and we are only changed by the redemptive power of the Lord. The only formula that will restore power back to the church and bring revival to our nation, the United States of America, is prayer out of the mouth of weepers and warriors who fight and don't stand on the sidelines. It is men and women like this church that will show up on a Saturday morning, 250 strong, and walk the aisles and declare, we don't give in, we don't surrender, we are on attack. 
back. We're coming after you. We bind you the name of Jesus. And when I get a hold of people like that, says the Lord, heaven begins to open and the glory, the glory, the glory of God is beginning to be released upon the people of the Lord. There will never be any joy in the morning if there's no weeping in the night. There will never be a full barn till the bag of seed is empty. We will never experience the joys of bringing our sheaves into the barn till we know how to sow in tears of intercessory prayer. God will never heal our land to the church learns how to pray. This church is not going to be, is the bride of Christ in battle fatigues, scarred, bloody, but full of power. And we're just getting warmed up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I say like Jeremiah, I feel a fire shut up within my bones. What does it look like, Pastor Kent? I don't know, but I can see it off in the distance. It kind of looks like a man, the cloud of the size of a man's hand. What is that? I don't know, but the winds are blowing, and I hear something in the spirit. You better get off of the mountain because there's a flood coming of the prophetic word of the Lord being fulfilled in this hour. There is going to be terror. Hit the White House, saith the Lord. There's going to be terror hit the kingdoms of darkness uh, and everything that lives and breathes uh, still belongs to me uh, saith God it's just come my spirit of the Lord said when I look at the white house I see the same thing I saw in my day white and sepulchers full of dead men's bones This church is not an entertainment center, a social club, a connect group, a counseling center, but we are a living, breathing army marching through the earth, marching through Tennessee, and we are pulling down the strongholds of Satan. Where are the men who will fight to their hand cleaves to the sword. Attack a giant with a stone and walk into a furnace of fire. Raise a knife on their own greatest dreams. Walk on water, die before they'll betray the name of Jesus and pray all night because they can't quit hearing the cry of the lost. Are there some weepers and some warriors in this house. I hear God saying, turn a room into a prayer room. Turn a trail into a prayer place. The Lord said, not just in this house. One time a month on Saturdays is not enough. God said, I need some weepers and some warriors 
that will find their own place when nobody knows they're praying. Hallelujah. And they'll get down beside their bed, get in the garage, walk that trail behind the house, and begin to cry out unto God, Lord, I need to be about my business, but God, I'm putting it in your hands because I'm going to be about your business today. God, I intercede over our nation, though we deserve to go to hell. I'm asking you, God, I'm interceding if you will spare our nation for the righteous that are in it. Oh God, let the glory of the Lord come back. Baptize my children. Baptize my family with the power of God until tears begin to come down our face and our gut begins to get sore. And what we don't know, our 16-year-old in the other room watching something on the internet begins to hear the cry of his daddy, begins to feel the glory of God that begins to come down into that place, shuts it off, walks in and says, Daddy, will you pray for me? How does that happen? It's when a man turns into a warrior and a weeper in the glory of God. We are never going to take this city. We're never going to topple Jezebel until God raises up some men and women that will stand in the gap and declare, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Stand with me. Hallelujah. God has amped it up. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let me say, I feel an unction to say this to my staff. God has placed you here for such a time as this. But never lose sight, first and foremost. Stay strong to God. Keep your prayer line going. This ain't a place to build a personal advancement or a personal career. This is a place that God says, I've given the honor to stand in the gap and fill the gap in the hedge and be strong in the Holy Ghost. Can I say to this church, guard your house, guard your gates, guard your doors, become warriors and weepers of the Holy Ghost and declare, no, 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 you cannot cross the line. I don't need prayer partners today. What I need is warriors that will begin to hit this altar. Hallelujah. And begin to declare to God, come on. This is my altar call. If you can say yes to the call of God, you will never be more content, more fulfilled, more happy. Hallelujah. Than when you step over into another dimension by the power of the Lord. And as God begins to move. It's the one talent that is going to change the world. Hallelujah. Do you hear Zion calling you to a higher place of praise? Oh, God. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Lord, spare our nation. God, spare the United States of America with all of her sin, with all of her ungodliness.
God, let this church be a catalyst that tips the scales, that mercy, mercy, mercy begins to flow like a river throughout the ages in this house. In his presence, we heard that song. In his presence is fullness of joy. Become a fanatic for Jesus. Sell out. Be willing to give up some stuff. To step a, take a step back from success if you have to that you might find it in the kingdom of the Lord.
that we are made overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So I just think that right now we need to just declare war on the enemy. And, and I just believe that there are some of us in this room that say, Lord, I've been busy. I've been busy, but today I commit to be a warrior and a weeper. Today, Lord, here I am. Come on, somebody. Here we are, Lord. Send us. Move on us, Holy Spirit. God, we thank you that you have brought us, Lord, to a God portal. And, Lord, we rejoice that you picked us up and you brought us here. God, a people who are not a people, who have become a family. We've become a people. Now, Lord, make us God gates. Somebody needs to say, yes, Lord. Yes. Lord, I submit to the will and the call of God upon my life. Come on, somebody say, Lord, I give you permission to wake me up in the night to pray. Lord, I give you permission to deal with things in my life because I'm ready to go higher in you, in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. I know it. I see it. I believe it. I know it by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is pouring himself out right now on some folks. He's breathing on some gifts and some callings. And some of you that have never been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, if you'll lift your hands now. Come on, church. If you'll lift your hands now, you're going to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And God's going to breathe on some gifts and callings. You know that the call of God is on your life. You know that you have gifts and callings of healing and ministry in you. And right now, the Spirit of the Lord is breathing on this people. Come on. The Spirit of the Lord is breathing on you. Come on. Lift your hands and say, God, I'll receive it. God, I'll receive it in the name of Jesus. There are going to be some books written. There are going to be some songs written. There are going to be some healings that take place because you submitted yourself today and said, Lord, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go higher. I'm ready to go deeper. I submit my life to you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah to God. Give the Lord the greatest hand clap. Two things before we go, before we close. One is you will never know the pressure that your pastor is under. There, I'm, I'm serious. There, the, there is a demonic force that is constantly at war against your pastor. And I'm going to ask you to commit to pray for Pastor Kent on a daily basis. How many of you will say, I will pray for my pastor? I will pray for my pastor. Because let me tell you something. You don't operate 
in the anointing that he operated in today without a war, without a fight. And so he's prayed up. He's a man of God. You don't ever have to worry about that. But I'm telling you, he needs a prayer covering. He needs his church. Why don't we do that right now? Can you just lift your hand toward Pastor Kent? Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we take authority over every demonic attack that would come to silence him, that would come against his body, soul, and spirit in the name of Jesus. And we say, Satan, the Lord rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, set angels around him. Holy Spirit, wrap yourself around him. Holy Ghost, strengthen and empower him by the power of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Come on, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. We plead the blood of Jesus over Pastor Kent now. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Now, here's the last thing I'm going to do. I just want everybody's head bowed just for a moment because there's somebody here that needs Jesus and I feel it and I know it and so if you're here today and you're not sure of where you stand with Christ I'm not gonna shine a spotlight on you I'm not gonna make you come up here but I know that you're here I know that you're here and the Lord loves you and he's reaching for you today the Lord brought you. it's not an accident that you're here the Lord brought you here today. He wants to live inside your heart. He wants to give you peace. You've not had peace for a very long time, but the Lord wants to give you peace. If that's you, I want you to slip your hand up right where you are. We're going to pray. It's going to slip your hand up and slip it back down. Yes, I see. Yes, I see. Two hands. Anybody else? Yes, three hands. Anybody else? I want you to know that Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Anybody else? Just slip your hand up and slip it back down. All right, we're going to pray as a church family, okay? From front to back and side to side, we're going to pray, okay? Repeat this prayer after me. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I confess that I'm a sinner, but I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died on a cross and he rose from the grave so that I could have eternal life. So Lord, would you come into my heart? Would you be Lord of my life? I surrender my life to you in Jesus' name. Now give the Lord a hand of praise. We had 15 children in children's ministry last week give their heart. Man, we're going to have us a big old baptismal service. Won't that be fun? Won't that be fun? Now, uh, Chuck and Ellen Hobbs, where are you? Dan and Vicki, raise your hand. If you raised your hand for salvation today, these people right here uh, want to meet with you and want to give you instruction. Pastor Cheryl, give you instruction on how to live a victorious life. I think they have a Bible for you. Do you have a Bible for them? Oh, okay. And Suzanne... So if you gave your heart to Jesus, I know of at least three adults here that raised their hand for salvation today. So it's a great day. I want you to, I want you to hug somebody and tell them you love them, okay? Now, they've already had two people tell them today that they love them. But so you be the third, okay? All right. I love you. God bless you. See you here next Sunday. Thanks for tuning in. For more information about KCM International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or 
or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.